Thanks for choosing to listen to another City Point West podcast. I trust that this message empowers and encourages you to continue your journey of faith. Enjoy. We were praying through this message over the last couple of weeks, and as we're thinking and praying through, uh, thinking through what God just really wants to speak to us as a church and what He wants to speak to our lives over these coming weeks, leading into faith, love, hope, but not just that, leading into what God's growing and building and establishing in us. And and uh, I thinking a whole range of things through this, and, and I really trust over the next couple of weeks I can really take us on a bit of a journey of understanding. Um, two weeks ago, we had Mother's Day. Was it two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, I think, we had Mother's Day. Last week. Last week it was Mother's Day. I don't know. You know, this year is going slow, obviously, this week, but we had Mother's Day last week. Uh, if you weren't here last week, happy Mother's Day to you if you're a mum in the house. But we had last, um, last week we had Mother's Day, and I was chatting to Braden's wife, JP, and uh, JP and I were talking, and I'm like, come on, girl, you've been married for like 100 years already. Why are you not having babies? Like, what's going on? Like, I just want you to have a little baby boy so you can name him Tim. That would be incredible. Now, said it as a bit of a joke. Uh, I expected her to say no, which she didn't just say no, and this was the challenge. This is what she said. She said, no, I'm not going to call my baby Tim. Tim's an old person's name. Listen, I've had that name Tim since I was a baby. I encouraged her that that baby is going to get old one day, and so Tim will fit it when it's old. I couldn't believe she said it's an old person's name, considering I'm not really an old person. Uh, that was required. I didn't get a single amen in the house from that one. You know, names are funny things. Uh, they're odd things. I, I Over, you know, about a eight-year period, I went to the Solomon Islands a number of times, and I think the second or third time I went there, I, I sat with a family that was going through a huge amount of distress and issues, and I sat with them for a couple of hours, and uh, we talked through and helped just resolve some things within, in their marriage, and, and I returned back to the Solomon Islands like three years later, and I was speaking at a conference there in the Solomon Islands, and that family came to the conference, and they sought me out, and they said, oh, Tim, Tim, come, Pastor Tim, we want to we wanna introduce you to your namesake. And I'm like, oh. And like they just had a little baby that was like six months old. And they said, we named him after you. We named our baby Tim McDonald. <laughs> this, listen, I'm not even telling a lie story here. This one's the absolute truth. Not that I ever tell lie stories, just to clarify. This one's the truth. We want to introduce you to your namesake. And it wasn't like Tim. It was like Tim McDonald. Braden, Tim McDonald. No, it's not happening. <laughs> Tim McDonald. So I've got to know my little namesake. Uh, I remember talking to Murray Townsend say, Murray, they called the baby after me. Murray went on to say, listen, there's like 100 kids in the Solomon Islands walking around. This is true. Named Murray Townsend. Named after him. Namesake after him. Names are funny things. And listen, if you want to call your child Tim, it's a lovely name. And it's not just for old people. Timothy actually means one who honors God. It's a lovely name. What is in a name? Names are powerful things. Biblically, names are powerful things. If we go through the Bible, we see a number of times where God spoke to people and renamed them. We, we see... Uh, Simon renamed Peter. It was, a, it was a pronunciation of who he was going to be. It, we see it in, in the outworking of Saul becoming Paul, this, this wild 
Christian killer becoming the apostle that, that spread the gospel through the Gentile world. We, we see it a number of times. We see it in somebody we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks, a guy by the name of Abraham who was called Abram when he was born. And he was renamed by God. God turned his name from Abram to Abraham. It was a statement to who he had become. It was a statement to who God had called him to be. If we go into Genesis chapter 17, and we're going to walk through this man's life for a, a couple of weeks. And, and we've been chatting about him. We've been talking about him. But I want to just highlight a few extra things about this guy's life. In chapter 17, verse 1 to 6, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations, and I will make you exceedingly fruitful and will make nations of you. Listen, we see here God renaming this man, taking his name from Abram, taking his name from exalted father to father of many nations in Abraham. Listen, the incredible thing about this is that God's covenant with Abram and Abraham was set in place 25 years previous. Now, listen, I, I want to just take a moment to, to talk about this and to think this through because I've spent a lot of time thinking on this over the preceding weeks and really over the preceding years. Why is it, and I want you to think on this, that God would speak to Abram 25 years earlier and set a covenant with Abram and say, Abram, I will give you a child. I will give you a child of blessing and that child will be a, will be a father and, and nations will come from you. He speaks to him 25 years earlier and sets in place that covenant. Yet 25 years later, God comes again and reinstates the covenant and now shifts his name. Now shifts who he is. It's an incredible thing. Why did God not speak to Abraham 25 years earlier and say, listen, Abram, you are going to be Abraham. Why would God wait 25 years along the journey to then shift his name, then to bring to birth that promise that had been laid out those 25 years earlier? I'd spent a lot of time. And listen, it, many of you are like me, don't like the waiting period, don't like the, the, the thing that we looked at a couple of weeks ago, that moment from coming from promise to fulfillment. We don't like the reality of that. We don't like what happens in that. But listen, what happens in that is always a renaming process of our lives. Most of us grew up with terrible names. Listen, I'm not talking just about Tim, who's an old man's name apparently. It could be worse. I, I remember Deb saying a few years ago, why, why do we call you Tim? Why don't we call you Moth? Or why don't we call you Mothy? Like that could be a better part of taking that name. Listen, I don't like that. I'm, I'm grateful that Moth isn't my name. Can I have an amen from somebody? I feel like that's like an old person's name right there. Hey, Moth, what's happening? 
like a 1960s gangster rapper. Like, again, it's not even a cool young rapper these days, you know. It's a weird name. I'm not talking about those names that we gave, got given from our parents. I'm talking about the names that came from everywhere else that speak into our lives. The name from the teacher that didn't like you so much when you're at school and called you a loser. The name from those friends that spoke out over your world and, and said things to you that just stuck for a long period of time. When, when they said to you, you're the ratbag of the group. When they said to you, you're the failure of the group. Maybe it's the names that we give ourselves. The names that we put into our own lives, that we've spoken over ourselves. You know, maybe it's the names that we've given ourselves when we said, I'm the black sheep of the family. Maybe it's the names that were spoken over ourselves when we just haven't been feeling great about who we are. Those names that have stuck. And listen, those names that have stuck and held us from the fulfillment of really who God has created us to be. The fulfillment of who we've really been shaped from the mother's womb. Again, those are the names that are ugly names that stick into our world. Maybe it's the name that we've stuck to ourselves when we think of giving and we just say, I'm always broke. I can't give. I don't have enough money. I'm not able to do that. I can't be a blessing to somebody else. When I see others giving to do good, I can never be a part of that because I never have had enough because I'm broke. That names, those things that have been spoken over our world hold us bound. Abram, becoming Abraham, was a revelation of who God had really created him to be. It was a reality that God had called him to be something more. If we go all the way back into Genesis 15, those two chapters earlier, when God spoke, he said this, and he believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Then he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land and to inherit it. And he said, Lord, how shall I know that I will inherit it? Can I just stop here for a second? Here is an incredible piece of scripture. Listen, we looked in chapter 17, God renames Abram. But 25 years earlier, God comes and says, listen, look to the stars right now. And when you look to the stars, that will be the outworking of your family line. This is how many people will come after you. Through that 25-year period, no children were to come from him. Through that 25-year period, he, he carried a name for his wife, a barren. He carried a name for his life of having no children. In fact, he even says to God at this moment, he says, God, my, my heir is somebody that's a servant in my house. I don't even have children for myself. And God says, now look to the heavens because I've got something more for you. And it says this, and he believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Listen, Paul takes his statement and we'll, we'll have a look at this next week. He goes into the book of Romans and he writes about taking a hold of that blessing there and believing God. And he speaks about the power of faith that is there for our life. But I want to just for a moment touch on the fact that sometimes believing is not beautiful, it's ugly. Because it says he believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And God says, now I have given you this land. Two verses later, which is probably 10 seconds later, he turns to God and says, God, how do I actually know that you've done this for me? Have you ever had believing like that? Deb touched on it earlier. It's this believing that I'm sitting in church 
And Pastor Tim is preaching. And in the middle of the message, I'm feeling faith stir up in the inside of me. I'm feeling faith stir up in my heart. I'm feeling like I can do this thing. Listen, what my teacher said about me is not true. What my workmate said about me is not true. I can do this. I'm not a failure. I'm not weak. I'm not poor. I'm not broke. I'm not filled with hardships. I can do this thing. But when we wake up Monday morning, God, how do I know you're actually going to help me through this week? Listen, I felt like I've got the rest of my life solved on Sunday morning when Pastor Tim was preaching. But Monday morning, I don't know if I can get through tomorrow. Anyone felt like that before? This father of the faith in Abraham believed and it was accounted to him as righteousness. What a profound statement. What a powerful statement. But 10 seconds later, he's saying, God, how am I going to know that I'm really inheriting that? This is that challenged belief. This is that belief that's a little bit imperfect. The imperfect belief systems of our life. I think, why is it that God took 25 years to rename him? That verse shows us right there. Because he wasn't ready yet to be renamed. Have you ever wondered, God, why don't you just give me 10 grand today? If you gave me 10 grand, I'd tell you faith, love and hope would be looking easy this week. God, if you just give me 10 grand, I tell you what, I will take a good 50 bucks and throw it into faith, love, hope next week and it'll be amazing. God doesn't give us a 10 grand because we're not ready to be renamed just yet. Because God knows if he gives us that 10 grand, that 10 grand by the time we get to faith, love and hope, which is two weeks time, is still got lots of zeros in our account and the one's gone. Sometimes we look at this part of our life and we're saying, God, can you rename me? Can you reshift my world? But God's just trying to actually shift something like he did in Abraham over a 25-year period to get to a place that he can rename us. Why? Because we've got imperfect belief. We've got belief. Listen, you're sitting in the house. You love Jesus. You're sitting in the house, you're building faith, you're sitting in the house, you're hungry for the Word of God, you're sitting in the house, you've been worshipping, but all of us walk into the house with a place of imperfect belief where God's trying to shift us and trying to remould us and trying to build faith in us and trying to build a place in us that we can be renamed to have a fulfillment of promises. Why? Because sometimes our minds aren't quite catching up with our faith life. Our faith life is the place where God's just speaking blessing over us. God's speaking great thing over us. God's speaking awesomeness over us. And we're captured it for a second and we're losing it for a week. We're captured it for half an hour and we're losing it for two weeks. This is the journey of faith. And, and, and listen, if it's going to happen to the father of the faith here in Abraham, it's probably going to happen to Tim McDonald. If it's going to happen to the father of faith here in Abraham... It's certainly going to happen to Braden Preston because this is the journey. It's a renaming and a reshaping and a retransforming of our minds so we're ready to walk in the fullness of the blessing. Napoleon Hill said this, whatever your mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Isn't that the picture and the journey of what God's trying to do here in our thinking? Be not conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Henry Ford said this, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're absolutely right. You are right. You are right. 
Let me show you this in the Scriptures, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. One of my favorite passages, and a passage I would be happy to preach out of every single Sunday, because it's so profound for our lives. Praise be the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. You know, I've been praying on this over the last couple of months, and God gave me just the weirdest revelation. And can I just give you a weird revelation today? Who's ready for a weird revelation? Is there anyone in the room that likes M&Ms? We've got an M&M lover in the room. Alice, you're my girl. Come and join me right now. You could see that coming a mile away, girl. Listen, I, I have a bowl of M&Ms right here. Just, just stay there for You hate these ones? That doesn't help me. Who, who like you? These are crispy ones. What's with the red dots? They're Christmas crispy ones. Listen, listen. Here's my revelation. Hey, do you want to take and eat M&Ms? Okay. Who would like to eat M&Ms right now? Oh, at the back, Pete, come and help me. Thank you, Alice. Pete's going to eat some M&Ms for me. It's too early in the morning. She missed praise and worship. Listen, if you get into praise and worship, you're ready for M&Ms. Pete was here worshiping the house down. <laughs> Pete, I'm saying, would you like to take some M&Ms and eat them? Yes. Take as many as you want. Yes. I'm certain right now. As many as you want and go and grab your seat and eat your M&Ms. Yeah, as many as you want. My, my pleasure. Go, grab your seat. Grab your seat. L listen, listen. Watch, watch this. This is the revelation. There are still M&Ms left in this bowl. Let me, let me be really clear. This is what I said to him. Take as many M&Ms as you want and go and grab a seat. He grabbed half the bowl. But, but check this out. There was also a packet sitting right there. And if you like those M&Ms, that's cool. There was also a packet of peanut M&M's sitting. No, too late, girl. You messed up. You're going to hell. There's also a packet of an M&M's right here. Listen, this is, this is a revelation I want to give you here. I said, Pete, take as many M&M's as you want, and he took a handful. Listen, what, listen to what Paul shows us about the revelation we have with God here. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Listen, who has blessed us. I have already blessed him with as many M&Ms as he wants, and he took a handful. I have already given to him all of these M&Ms. If he wanted to, he could have come and thrown my Bible on the ground and grabbed as many M&Ms as he wanted, just like Deb did just there. She grabbed what she wanted, even though I didn't invite her to do that. She understands this revelation when it comes to M&Ms. We come before God and He says, I already blessed you with packets and packets and packets, and we take a handful. Praise be the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every, not, not a handful of spiritual blessings, 
not just the spiritual blessings that we needed for the other day, not just the spiritual blessings that we like about ourselves. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Listen, we got Abraham here. He's standing before God. God says, look to the stars. This is the outworking of your life. Look at the land around you. This is all for you. Every bit of it's for you. And he's gone from a place of believing, yes, God, to, oh, how do I really know? I'll just take a little bit of that blessing and I'll just... Why did God wait 25 years? He gets to the end of his life there and he sees the, 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 the Lord coming and it says he runs and prepares for him and he's ready for that moment where God speaks again and reinstills the covenant and he's at a place of going, I'm taking all of these blessings and he says, hey, Abram, you will now be Abraham because you're ready in a place of receiving the, the exalted father. You had your handful at exalted father. You carried your handful, but now you're at the place, Abraham, of being a father of many nations. Listen, this is our journey with God. This is what Paul's trying to reveal to us in this outworking here in Ephesians chapter 1. Praise be the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has laid out for us our M&Ms, who has given us more than a handful. But listen, you're just taking a handful and he prays Further, in Ephesians 1 verse 15, one of my favorite revelations ever, he says, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord and your love for all the saints, don't cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Pete walks to the front. And he takes a handful because that was his revelation. Some of the revelation was hidden over here and he didn't see the revelation of the fullness. And so he took a handful because that's what he could see. He took a handful because he doesn't want to be the greedy guy as well. No doubt about that. Thanks for that. I appreciate that. But he took his handful of what was supposed to be a huge blessing. Now, you're welcome. You're welcome, my friend. Alice would get those ones, but she was too late, you know. He come to the place. He come to the place. Listen, he says, now pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation to come to your life. I, I see that prayer echoed over the church of today for a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Why wisdom? Wisdom is an important part. Listen, if we just take parenting, wisdom, listen, anyone can be a father of a child, but to be a father... To raise children is a different proposition. It takes wisdom. Listen, it doesn't take a whole bunch to make a kid for the man. For the woman, just so you don't stab me after Mother's Day, it takes a heck of a lot more. But for the men, but listen, to become a father, it takes a lot. To raise kids, it takes wisdom. Listen, I got kids... It's taken wisdom to raise kids, wisdom to discern how do I lead them, wisdom to discern the difference between my kids, wisdom how do I talk to them, wisdom and the revelation in the knowledge of Him. Listen, that revelation for Abraham was a revelation beyond just belief that God can do this to belief that I can receive this. It was revelation. For Pete, the revelation is that there was more sitting under there, Pete. They were hiding away. And there's the packet for you. And Alice, just for being embarrassed, you can even have that packet. There was wisdom here. Now, revelation. Revelation to the fullness. Revelation to the fact that God has more there 
for our lives. He goes on and says that the eyes of your understanding. Listen, he doesn't say that you can see differently. He says the eyes of our minds, that we can see that something shifts in our thinking and we can see the fullness of who God and what God and how God, we can see the fullness of what God's trying to make us be. Here's the challenge. You can never see Abraham if you keep confessing Abram. I can preach a million times and tell you you're fearfully and wonderfully made. But if you still walk in here and confess every day in your head that I'm a loser, my teacher said I could never achieve anything, I never accomplished anything in my life. My friends said I was the terrible one. My family said I was the black sheep. If you walk in here every day confessing that over your life, I can tell you fearfully and wonderfully made. The Word can tell you fearfully and wonderfully made and you're going to stay Abram. He said that there would something shift in you. The eyes of your understanding, that your understanding of who God has created you to be, the blessings He's laid out for your life, the blessings of the fullness that's there for you, the blessings that there's not a handful of M&Ms, there's great blessing over your life. But what you believe has to shift and change as it had to shift and change for Abram to become Abraham. The blessing for our lives has to shift and change. It matters in our parenting. Listen, Again, if I take that picture of parenting, if what you believe doesn't change, you can grow up saying, I will never be like my dad, but I've watched people all over Nala become the dad they never wanted to be. Because the believing didn't change. The believing for how I could be a parent. The believing for how I could outwork that. If you take money, you can get a lot of money, but you'll never have money if your believing doesn't change for an understanding of blessing. Again, I watch kids that we've helped walk through our youth ministry, help get jobs and make a heck of a lot more money than I do and never have anything. Because the believing hasn't changed. The eyes of your understanding would be enlightened that you would know what is the hope of His calling and what is the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. What what a statement. What is the riches of the inheritance in the saints? In the saints. Can we come back to Abraham for a second? Listen, if we go to the book of Galatians, Paul writes again about the revelation of what happens in Abraham and what it means for us. He's speaking to the Galatians church, a bunch of people that are battling and challenged with this faith journey. They're going back to the law and they're going back to trying to do things by by just their own effort. And he comes and he speaks to the Galatians church. He says, guys, stop your own effort. Realize the power of faith. And grace that gets outworked in your life. You need to know that there's so much more happening in you, happening in your life. And in Galatians 3 verse 26, he says, For you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's neither male nor female. But you are all one in Christ Jesus. Anyone excited by that? I look across this church right now, and I love the fact that he no, no longer says, listen, it's not about whether you're black, you're white. It's not about whether you come from this place or that place. It's not about all you've all now become one in Christ. I love that we have a church that is that. I look across this room. Some of you have come from wild, crazy places all across the globe, and we come and we sit together right here. We sit together in a church building Loving the same God because we're all one in Christ. I love this. I love this. 
I look at Uncle Richard. He, he, he is a, this is his land as, a, as an Aboriginal man. This, this here, he, he, this is his country. And we come to his country from all over. And we're one, not because of the fact that we all came to Australia, but the fact that Jesus Christ came to this earth. Listen, through Christ, here he says, we now connected to something greater again. We all become one in Christ. And he says, and if you're in Christ, you are of Abraham's seed and heirs according to his promise. Can I attach to two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, I talked about a promise that was laid out for a man. A promise for his life. And over 25 years, he walked to a place of fulfillment of promise. If you understand and you go back and read your Bibles, which I hope you do more than just Sunday morning while I'm preaching. I hope you understand if you go through the book of Genesis, this is a guy that understood the power of promise. It took him 25 years to walk to the fulfillment of the promise to be a father. But he understood the promise of blessing. He understood the promise of prosperity. He understood the promise of God's safety. He understood the promises of God in so many areas of his life. And now listen, he says, through Jesus Christ, we become activated in a promise. A promise that was activated in his life by believing. If you step into church feeling like you've got to activate promises by being good, you miss the power of the gospel. If you feel like you've got to activate the promises by doing something, no, no, no. You activate the promises by believing. Listen, we understand believing always causes us to act. There's no doubt about it. But it was believing in Christ Jesus who now connects us to promises. It activates areas of our life. We now become heirs through Christ. We are now activated in grace. We're activated in blessing. We're activated in the promises of Abraham being outworked in my life and in yours. Unfortunately, we think of the promises of Abraham and we take an M&M. I've got my M&M. My M&M will get me through today. Listen, you've got to understand the promises of God don't get you through today. The promises of God cause overflow and blessing. Next week, we're going to continue to open this up. They cause overflow and blessing over our lives because we sometimes are happy with a single M&M, but there's packets waiting because He has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Paul writes, through Christ, you become Abraham's seed. Paul writes there in Ephesians 1, he says, it's the richness of the inheritance in the saints. I pray that you can see it. Listen, I pray over the next couple of weeks, we can see the richness of the inheritance that's in the saints. We can see the great seed that's there of the promises of our lives. And he says in verse 19 of chapter 1, and what's the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. He goes on and says the same power that raised Christ from the dead, seated him in the heavenly places, above all principalities, above all power. What is Paul trying to say? He's saying this, that the eyes of your understanding, your minds would shift to the greatness of blessing that's laid there for your lives. Listen, we come to Faith, Love, Hope season. We start talking about money and some of us freaking out. We can't talk about this stuff, you know, because God's given me enough to just get through. But we're not happy to talk about it because 
And amongst it, God's stretching us, saying, I don't want to just give you enough to get through tomorrow. I want to pour out the fullness of blessing. There's handfuls of M&Ms. There's the M&Ms that Deb stole for you to eat. All of that, they're laid out for your life. The fullness of it. The fullness of it. The fullness of it in your life and in your world. I pray over this season that that grows and that enlarges to all that what God wants to show us. I know this message will keep speaking to you as you continue your day. So for more information about City Point West, jump on citypointchurch.com or follow our social media accounts, Instagram, City Point West, or our Facebook, City Point Church West. Have a great day.